<laughs> not the gumdrop buttons. No, we're not doing that again. Uh, hey, oh, man, appreciate y'all. What's good? Everybody, it's your boy, Path the Designer, back at it again. Joined by the pettiest man alive, Mr. P-Kid is in the building. How y'all feeling today, man? We got uh, we got some interesting stuff, I think, to get to here with our Chicago Bears team today. Not to say that I think it's uh, overly surprising or overwhelming, but I do think that it's interesting news to bring to the channel. Please hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. Only channel talk Chicago sports. Hi, Chicago talk. So make sure that you get in tune with us. Kia, what's going on with you, brother? Having a good time, man. By the I way, see. you you a fool for this uh this thing you just sent me. Hey, bro, that was funny, bro. I'm not. I think lie your to whole you. thing is to try to make me laugh as much as possible <laughs> right yeah. before you hit record, bro. Like, that's I my whole you. thing with all of my co-hosts. I'm not gonna lie because here's the thing: I hate a serious podcast unless it's a serious podcast topic. When it's a serious podcast topic, that's when it's fine with it being a serious podcast. But when you sitting there on a regular, like we just sitting here chopping it up every day, like we would in a barbershop type show, and Mud's just like. Yes, I believe that uh, the Bears I mean, need that, to. Man, anybody, look, everybody else depressed. We already sad about the team. We ain't got to be sad on the show. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm just every saying. day is like a funeral when we come on this show because we're talking about <laughs> somebody getting killed, somebody not doing their job, someone going missing. And at this point, we're talking about Matty E and how long he got. So I mean, that is, like, that, is uh, that is today's topic because uh, Diana Rossini was on the, uh, the uh, Hogan Johns podcast. Shout out to Adam Hogue. Um, and... Uh, Listen, basically drop some interesting news on how ownership feels. And here's the reason that I say I said to start it off. I'm not surprised by the news that she dropped, but it is early in the season. So it's one of those things that you're like, oh, wow, we're doing this already. We're having this conversation already. And Mm -hmm. I think that's Mm kind of where you where you start to see it. Basically. She goes on Hogan Johns, uh, and they're talking about how they feel about um, where this team is right now, realistically, right? And, and you know, how they're, it seems like this could get ugly really, really quick. And I think that it was interesting because she says, guess what? Uh, you could go out there and feel that way, Bears fans, because Bears management feels the same way. Reason I'm not surprised to hear this. Who'd you lose to week one? Packers. You can't get more embarrassing than that. We already know how this ownership group feels about that Packers team. Um, And anytime that you lose in a fashion of, oh my God, we're finally going to get over the hump of Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers isn't there. It's Jordan Love who, by the way, I told y'all he's not that good. That man still like he stumbled under his own bro, bro. I told y'all, bro. Like, look, it's it's okay. We're we're gonna be fine. It sucks week one, but as the weeks go on, we're gonna be okay, right? Like everybody was waiting for that Rogers moment, and then he threw four incompletions. So we're we're gonna be okay. I'm gonna but, say this though. Go ahead. They probably coached him the same way Justin Fields was being coached. You could look bad all year. But this team, you better beat. <laughs> That's all it is. And he looked good against us, you know. And so, no, I I totally get it. I saw that clip. Yeah, I appreciate you sending it this way. Yeah. And the one thing I keep telling people, uh, and again, I this is not a new revelation for me, but George was very specific as to what his goal was. And his goal was to win a championship or be in contention while he had the opportunity to honor. I think it's his mom, right? Virginia's his mom. Yes. Yeah, um. And, and when you look at honoring it, her, she's not dead yet. Well, <laughs> is, I mean, this, is it honoring her moms is still here? Is it he wanted her to see that? And yeah. when you go back and you hear those sentiments, like we can make jokes about that, but you don't play by moms. Yeah. And so, hey, he made those sentiments. And guess what? The next year, what did he do? He put the people Stop in place. People to out. get us. He, he did what he needed to do. He got yeah. out the way. I can appreciate a man for doing that. And so yeah. now he's like, hey, and again, think about it. If it was your team. If yeah. this was your product on the field, how would you feel about it? I'm not going to lie to you. There's a reason I'm not an owner. Cause if it was my team, especially if like my family's legacy was tied to it and you embarrassed me like that on the national stage, I, nobody would have a job. Like I, like this, listen, there's a reason that there are sport owners and there are sports fans. Now, granted, right. When you start firing people and you got to pay them millions of dollars after you fired them, maybe you think a little bit more clearly, but yeah. I just I, I think that right when you talk about the 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 scenario that the Bears are in, you're now down zero and two. 
I like hearing this already because it means that they're hearing it inside the building. That means that you're setting a fire under this team and letting them know, mm -hmm. listen, and we talked about this a little bit yesterday, right? Realistically, I believe Justin Fields can survive this regime. But I don't believe that this regime will survive another season that looks similar to last season. I think I the think new Justin, regime will move them out anyway. Well, no. When I'm saying regime, I'm talking about just this coaching staff. I don't think that Poles is on the move because I think that, listen, at the end of the day, and no matter what anyone says, Ryan Poles made good moves. He did. I know to start the season it doesn't feel like it, but... Tremaine Edmonds is a good player. TJ Edwards is a good player. They are. Right? Yep. Uh, um, um, the, the young fella, Tyreek Stevenson, looks like he's going to be a pretty good player. You drafted him. Roshan Johnson, we're all high on him. He he's seems like he's going to be a good player if they mm -hmm. give him the opportunity to actually do something. I like DJ Moore as a wide receiver. He's a good player. He was a good, good player, player on the team you had the season before. Do you got to put these pieces together? 110%. It doesn't absolve anybody from the job that we've seen them do. The move that we can be upset about Ryan Poles with, right? I think at this point, we all could be upset about Claypool. I do want to talk about some of his comments as well that he made that I think really sets a fire under everything uh, mm -hmm. and, and, and has me just as confused as ever. But I think realistically, right? Like when I look at what Ryan Poles has done, I don't see fault in the team that he's put together. Now, has he, does he need to do more on both lines? 100%, right? 100%. But I'm not upset. But he also that, right? can't do anything about injury. I, he can't do anything about injury, but but you can do something about trusting Tevin Jenkins, right? Mm -hmm. So there's it's, there's a give and take with everything. I see Rex in the comments already. Shout out to everybody in the chat, right? Jalen Carter's out there balling. Hundred percent, he is not taking that away. Jalen Carter's dominating on that side. Darno Wright don't is protect the QB. Darnell Wright is not playing poorly out there, and Jalen Carter doesn't protect your quarterback. We all left last season saying get Justin Fields some help. He did that, right? And so for me, I'm sitting here as we're at 0-2, and I'm looking at, okay, this is how Bears brass feels. That's telling the coaching staff, you got to get this in gear. You got to get this together. You don't have the same time that even if we think Justin Fields ain't the guy, Justin Fields has. Because Justin Fields is still under contract next season. So guess what? Mm -hmm. If all of a sudden I want to say, well, you know what? I don't like what I saw from him this year. We'll have to draft a quarterback. I want to go get an offensive guru and see if we can fix him. Worst case mm -hmm. scenario, we mm -hmm. drafted a quarterback to possibly have to trade that quarterback because he fixes Justin Fields. Or we drafted a quarterback because Justin Fields ain't the guy and we have to go develop this next guy. I'm not going to let Flus and, and, and Getsy do that. Now, mm -hmm. I feel mm -hmm. like we're a long way away from that scenario, but I do believe that there could be a situation where Matt Eberflus and his team is on the hot seat. And it, it, I, every time I, I'm not going to lie to y'all, <laughs> every time I watch tape, I have to watch it in 25 minute increments. It gets I get worse. So mad. It gets worse. I get so mad because it's, it, I said this yesterday, on, it's incompetent. I said this today on the Chicago Bears pod, Courtney, me and Courtney were kind of going, I don't know if we were going back and forth, but we were talking about kind of the situation that the offense is in with the quarterback and different things like that. And I said, for everything I can say about the quarterback, and Justin has been bad, I don't take that he's been bad through two games. The system don't make sense. Ask Dan Orlovsky. Ask yep. uh, 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 JT, JT O'Sullivan. O'Sullivan. Mm -hmm. Ask uh, uh, Greg Gabriel. Ask whoever you want to ask. It doesn't make sense and i'm not somebody that runs to them first i watch the all 22 myself i take my notes i sit there and look at all the things that i i think of it and then i go watch them to say okay these guys have done this at a higher level let me fact check myself or see what i'm looking at here yep and yep. at the end of the day it's just like i don't have to be a genius what it tells me is what y'all are seeing is right yep what i'm seeing is right what yeah, we're I, I from this definitely try to listen to is bad. Yeah, I definitely try to listen to JT after I've seen it myself because it's easy. And I encourage all of you all to do that. It's easy to sit there and just hop on a narrative when you it confirms what you what you already believe. But watch it for yourself first. Watch the tape if you can. 
NFL Plus premium well, will allow you know. to do it. The tough part is, right, O'Sullivan drops it because I don't even think the All-22 is out yet on NFL Plus. So I get, right, we get the perks that a lot of people don't get. There Or how about this? There's some people who dropped theirs before his. Like, he dropped his late this time. There's some other people who had access to it. so long. I didn't have it. I didn't have it. It was so long. I didn't have uh, the initial. It was 90 minutes of him just going, I'm trying not to cuss right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just crazy. I've only got through an hour of it. I didn't watch the last 30 minutes. Uh, But I watched the other people who just had the All-22 or just had the the film I didn't have, and I just turned the volume off when I don't have it, simply because I just want to see what it is. I talk with the guys with it. If y'all seen the same thing, we seen the same thing. Okay, clearly this guy who's been coaching these people sees something. Let's see what he's talking about. So now you're learning routes and stuff like that. Just expand your knowledge base a little bit so that yeah. you can have a strong argument if this is something you're passionate about. But all that being said, uh, I, I, I'm i with you 110% on the, the, the brass is now bringing it. But my, my question is, when you say brass, what does that mean? Because I am, I am uh, this is speculation. This is just me thinking. You know, ownership versus your GM and vice president versus your coaching. It's there's levels to this, right? I think I think your GM, your vice president are are safe. I do, right? Most most GMs get two coaches anyway. I think that those two are safe um because of the moves that Poles has made outside of flukes. Yeah, yeah. I think that it does do you a bit of a disservice to the team that you have on your field if you don't believe in the guys that you have in the locker room. I'm not saying that that's what they're saying. I'm just saying that from polls to all the way up, right, there's got to be somebody going, hey, he got to get this right. Like, this is this is bad. Mm-hmm. He, he's got to – you got to fix this. And it, at least right now it feels like you've made – pieces that we thought were going to take the, a step in that direction worse. And the every, funny thing about it, everybody's the one thing you get watching the tape, my bad, bro. The, the one thing oh, you get watching the tape, there's no hustle in this team. Facts. There's no H every single route. I see ran looks like it's run lazy outside of DJ Moore. <laughs> <laughs> Every I saw I saw game. my man go cut back. He like, and even that right. Like I keep seeing this one play that everybody keeps pointing to. And yes, I do think Justin Fields has to let the ball go just in general. But there's the the play where you see Roshan going down the middle, right? And you see, I want to say it's, I think it's DJ. Is he, I think it might be DJ Cole or DJ. A, I think it's DJ. DJ's DJ's uh, uh, cutting up. And then you got Tyler coming underneath. Everybody keeps pointing at that play and saying, you know, um, he needs to hit Roshan in this moment. And then at worst, right, you end up hitting Tyler. I feel like he needed to hit Tyler at best. But the problem is I'm looking at where his eyes are. His eyes are on Cole. So that's telling me that your one is Cole Komet on the underneath, not your man up top, that I think Roshan's your three in that situation. And then you're talking about Cole possibly being a four, right? Like, there's too many times where it just don't make sense. And it's not just us saying this. It's literally all your best offensive minds are looking at this and going, well, I don't know. Guys that know the game better than us, right? I don't know. I ain't gonna, guys that know the game every time, every time I say Dan Orlovsky best offensive minds, that don't go together in my stomach. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like, I watched him run out of an end zone. But <laughs> 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 I can't give you best offensive minds, but he's, hey, he's very he's good at what he me. does at breaking him down football. He's I'm not saying he's me. not. It's just it, yeah. he's a lion. You know what I mean? That's really all it is at the end of the day. But yeah. uh the, the crazy thing about it is it still doesn't it doesn't negate I don't think a lot of the plays that you see on Twitter are the plays that you that people need to be harping over. Like there's definitely plays where Justin is like, all right, dog, that's definitely on you. Um the play before that to me. The play before that, me. he's gotta release that the time. The one I sent in the chat, there's yeah. one Tyler Scott just comes underneath. It's it's wide open. It's so wide open. Like it's not even NFL wide open. It's like is college and playground me, wide open. For me, a kid in Indiana, it's, it's, it's playground wide open. Run to the yeah. crack and go left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's sure. what it looked like. But so those – so the heat and the, the hate that he's getting right now, I think is warranted. Now, I'm here's sure. where you and I differ. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know. It depends on when this coaching staff gets fired. Because if you make it to the end of the season, you ride this out, you're not going to pay Justin Fields at the end of next season. 
you're gonna have three. Ba- you're gonna have three definitive. Depends on how he plays years. next season. He got. He got. Now the, the hard part for the QB is right. You have to go into a season with the unknown over your head. That's He's the a- part that scares the QB. But as far as the Bears, he locked up for that year. You yeah. play it for sure, for sure. And that's where the business of the game just becomes a business. It's like, hey, we're gonna ride this out and stuff like that. Or you know, you find yourself in a situation where maybe you, you you're coaching your backup or uh, things of that nature. Who knows? We've seen that weird situation as well. I'm yeah. not wishing that on him. It's just like, hey, now we've seen that. Hey, Justin definitely has his flaws. Getsy ain't helping. Ibraflus has to either drop the axe or he's gonna get axed with it. If that if Post has to clear house like that, he's gonna be stuck to. I have to draft the QB just in case. Just I don't have any tape to say he's good. I yeah. have to draft the QB. I have to go get my safety net. So he has to get his safety net no matter what. If if they end the season and Justin doesn't progress. No matter how you feel about it, put yourself in Poe's position. Did I see enough? I don't have it. I got to sit there and give my exit route. My exit route is I got these picks next season. It's a good QB class. I got to make a move. Whether we like it or not, you have to see why always he's going to have to do that. And he's done a good job of it. By the way, 105 people up in this mug, man. 25 likes. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. Do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. Monday through Friday in this Monday through Friday. So at this point, again... Don't matter how we feel about it. He has to do it. Whether it's Caleb Williams, Shador ain't coming out next season. Uh, yeah. Next, He ain't entering the draft yet. Like, uh, none of that matters. Shador Somebody's going to get drafted. Shador might come out. Although Shador's making ridiculous money. He's making more money now He's than making so much a lot money, of people. Bro. So, with that being said, that has to happen. Then you're in this weird situation where it's like, hey, are we riding with him? Do I trade this kid for Do I trade who I just drafted? Like you just mentioned, you put yourself in a re- really weird situation. The only thing I see now happening, and I think it has to happen to savage this situation, if they really feel like Justin Fields is the guy, you got to drop the axe midseason. You got it. Like you have to drop it soon because you still need the sample size. And we all heard during the season, up, you don't learn the- a lot. Like you don't really practice. You don't get the same practice that you would in season that you would off season. So that all the mechanics and stuff that they're going to have to work through, he's he, he's under the gun already. Like the a pro- lot of stuff diff- will have to change. The difference is you gain the comfort in season, though, right? Like it's different than in basketball, where in basketball, right? Like it's like you better be comfortable because you in this position. Go get a bucket, right? In in, yeah. in football, and and especially with how the Bears ran it, with how most teams ran it, I, I keep saying that because. I feel like because we're Chicago, we so locked in on the Bears. A lot of bad football out there. A lot of bad football. Because of how most teams ran their preseason and stuff like that, We, it really looks like preseason out there, right? Even with what we saw yeah. from uh, um, the, the Buccaneers, there were so many mistakes on their side of the ball. How many uh, sure. offensive pre-snap mistakes do we see, right? Like, it, it looks like preseason football. I don't know if people remember what preseason football looked like because we haven't seen real players play in it in so long. But preseason football used to look god-awful. And by game four, we were all ready to end it all because it was a terrible product to see on the field. But guys were ready to go, right? Yep. And with this is what we're going to... I really want to see what happens when we get to week four, not just for the bears, for the league as a whole, because you're going to see a better product. I think it's just going to like, all of a sudden it's going to be like, all right, we ready to go. All right, let's play. And I hope that that does happen for the bears. I hope that we see that in this game coming up, because if we don't, if you start off this season, zero and three, Oh, you could talk about the hot seat being a real thing. And I think just on on the, Oh my God, bro! No, you're in the cauldron, brother. Like hey, at this point, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, here's the thing: this is the part that you have to really think about too, with how you're starting this season, with how this season could play out. They could go on a run and get you to seven wins, eight wins, nine wins. It's it's all still possible. Everything's still on the table, even though we in, we're in uh, cold red right now. Say they get yeah. you there. I don't Say know they get you there. Hey, maybe not, right? It, it don't feel like it right now, but guess what? The, 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 the Jaguars made the playoffs last year. Trevor Lawrence looked horrible. But right now, it feels like this. But you could win that amount of games, and if they still feel like the leadership's not there, they can still get you out of there. I think that Matt Eberflus is 110% on a real hot seat, not just as the guy who has to go out there and 
develop the quarterback when realistically that's Luke Getzey's job and get this team on uh, on pace to go out and make plays. But you got to prove to ownership that you're the leader that you said you were. And now he's about to do, it feels like what we're leaning towards with the whole Allen Williams situation is that Matt's going to take over this defense. I don't know what's going on with Allen Williams. The personal things are going on. We don't know what's happening outside of football, all of that, right? But even when they ask him, hey, when uh, Allen comes back, is he going to take over play calling the defense? Defense play better week two. Defense play better week two. I don't know if Allen Williams is going to. And Allen Williams does not have a good track record as a D.C., Right, like I don't know if he's gonna come back and just instantly take over the defense. He might just end up being something else. Right, there, there's a whole scenario that goes on, but Flus has to prove himself as a leader of men because yeah. right now he's about to have to prove himself as a DC and a leader. Can you do both? That's the real question that I want to see. And I don't look. I was excited when Flus came in and said, "I need to oversee things, and I'm not gonna handle play calling." I remember that. Because I was like, great, Nagy couldn't figure out how to handle play calling and running and running the offense. I want to see a leader. I haven't seen yeah. leadership, at least to start this season. Well, you know, the funny thing is, I actually like a leader that's a little hands off when it comes to allowing your players. Because you can to, see everything. Yeah, I, you just allow you delegate and you allow people to make their particular mistakes. Now, how long you allow those mistakes to last, that's the that's where I judge you as a leader. So this is week two. We saw progression in in the defense, but he had to get involved with that. So I actually do feel good as to what he can produce individually. Now, does, yeah. like you mentioned, does that make him a good head coach? Probably not. I mean, for some odd reason, Matt Nagy is an offensive coordinator again. Um, but but and but it don't look good, bro. It don't look good. But but again, you get the you get the analogy there, like realistically. My so, bad, Samurai J. We missed your super chat, Pat. It is time in my Mufasa voice. There's only there's one person that can fix this. If the Bulls need DR, we need to call in Breeze, baby. Just kidding. We need something. To, hey, y'all. I told you I stopped using my daughter as a lucky charm, man. My daughter is not a lucky First charm. Off, I guess it is. It's your fault we lost the first game because what's the what's y'all want to know? No, this is real. Y'all want to know the, the 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 continuity between us losing both weeks. Orange jersey. Orange jerseys. Pat wore orange jersey game one because he thought it was a good thing to do. And then all, he got a white one. He wore an orange one. I wore a white one to game two. He wore a white one to game two. Guess who wore orange jersey? <laughs> I was so mad. I the was Bears. So, mad. so at this point, it's Pat's <laughs> fault for so game mad. one. It's the Bears' fault for game two. No one hey, will listen, tell me Listen, listen, listen. But what if all of a sudden, right, I, I'm not going to lie, I will die laughing. What if in game three we look like world beaters? Like in game three, Justin Fields to figure out the offense. They wearing white. I'm wearing white. We, that, I, hey, I hang the jersey up. I hang I, the I'm jersey up. Right now. You know who going to wear the orange jersey that day? Joe. Somebody's going to wear the orange jersey. Joe got one too, don't he? He got one. He got all. He got every color, but he going to feel hey, Joe orange not, Joe better not wear orange that day, bro. I'm letting y'all know right now. I see any one of y'all on this show with an orange jersey. <laughs> I'm, I'm weak throwing hands, dog. You better burn that joint. You better not wear that around me. I'm put red paint on it. <laughs> anyway, oh, God. Uh, but all that being said, though, I think the interesting thing is, and I want to hear the chat's opinion on this one, at what – how do you all feel about this season now? And I hate to sit here and gloat a little bit, the games that we have against the rookies that were drafted mean so much more now. Because now we're looking at people who should be underdeveloped, learning their systems, first NFL season, so they, they're gaining this experience. Justin should look better than them. Yeah. We go into Carolina and, and, and Bryce Young, who I, I, I swear, I kid you not, I, I really hope he does survive. I really do. Like I'm concerned. Yeah, I, I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't think I don't that think he's gonna... small, bro. I think he's shell shocked already. But I have to say this: he lined up behind the right guard. Man, I, I mean, that's how I, I've seen I've seen pros do that because he was focused on something else. So I mean, <laughs> cool. I, I'm not gonna sit there and kill him. But he didn't. At I, least he didn't he stumble getting, over his own feet. He was getting right? killed that game, and then he, he lined killed. up under the right guard. I was like, bro. Hey. So at this point, like, I, but. When he had time, he didn't have a whole lot of time. He was throwing what's, dots. What's what's what what is the meaning behind Cole's comment there? I'm not gonna put it up on the screen, but uh... so when he had time to throw, he he was throwing dots. I'm just saying, right? Is the, is the meaning still gets the job done? Like, is that what? I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it, but uh, that's a wild joke. 
but <laughs> so so I'm just saying I it's not about him looking better than Justin because I think he's better than Justin. It's about how well you've developed your QB yeah. versus in a situation where there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things missing. And that's what you look at. I look at how we stack up against like Jared Goff. Does Jared Goff look like a better QB? Now nah, he should be. But we all thought Jared Goff was going to be mid coming to the season. I thought he's going to be nice. The game against Detroit looks different now. I mean, I, I think I think we all thought that he was just going to look like he looked last season, but maybe with less weapons. He's looked good. I, I give him that. Good. But it was still he was still a forty five hundred yard passer last year. But I mean, he looks more confident now. Yeah, we thought he was going to come in mid. He looked more confident now. So these matchups look different. Yeah. You know, the defense for these teams that's sucking are actually pretty decent. Like, the Saints defense held up, despite the fact that they offense was trash. Yeah. Defense is going to be ahead of uh, – I have no idea what your call was throwing at you. That man hey. just did. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I was like, hey. hey, what's that? Jared so, Carr like, just letting that mug go, man. He just let it fly into Carr double said, coverage. Carr like, said, let it fly. <laughs> I had no idea what was going on with that one, man. And let's keep this thing moving along, man. I do want to get into this real quick before we get into the Hester conversation, because I think that this goes to the leadership conversation that we're having here. Uh, Chase Claypool basically came out. And I'm not going to say he admitted to not knowing the playbook, but y'all take his comments for what he said. He says, sometimes 10 guys are doing a good job and one person isn't. Like me, I think it's a run play and it's a screen. That's my fault. Now, he was talking about what happened in week one of the season. By the way, hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. Stop playing with us. We got 130-something people in here, 50 likes. I need over 100 likes on this video right now. Y'all in here every day watching us. Why y'all don't hit the button? Just push the goddamn button. Push the button. Stop playing with me before I play the sound. But no, uh, I, I, dude. I've had I've had to come back to earth on Claypool from <laughs> from where I was at with him, right? Like I mean, listen, I was excited and I still think here's the crazy part. I still think he's crazy talented. I still think he's an absolute freak in nature, but there's so many question marks on this guy just being able to come in and and gain, understand the concepts that are being put out. Now what I will say is this. Like I said before. Mhm. There are NFL quarterbacks, former NFL quarterbacks, former OCs who are looking at this system and going, what the heck is this? If we're seeing that from the outside, are they also seeing that from the inside? Because there's there's so many concepts where it's like, I can see where Chase comes open on this, but realistically, right, that takes so long for that to develop. And you're running a rub route underneath it, and then Roshan's cutting across, and then Darnell like high fives them as they go pay. It looked like movie uh 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 playbooks right now. Like that's really what it looks like. That play where Cole Komet and DJ Moore are in the same spot. And just turn around and just turn around. Blows my I mind, watched bro. that play so many times, and I heard so many different people break that play down. Not one of them were like what everyone was like. One person said something I, I didn't hear. I forgot which one. I, I want to give him credit, so I'll probably drop it like in a Discord or something. Uh, he said, I think he was throwing a DJ Moore. And the more I look at it, I'm like, he could have been throwing a DJ Moore. Because well, DJ Moore was a little bit behind Cole Komet. And Cole Komet actually goes over. And because they're so close, that yeah. pass doesn't have a chance to get well, to DJ Moore. I, I but if think, he's not there, that's a I, that could be a DJ Moore reception. I'm I like, think he's throwing it to DJ, but at the same time, Cole like pops out to the right and then starts to go left, which makes no but sense in any hard, offense. Like he reaches pops out even hard, more, right? He, and, and and I don't think I'm, that pass was for him. But it's it's just it, here's the thing: he shouldn't be there, and he so. Shouldn't. While while I see Claypool, like my concern on Claypool is because you've been here now pretty much a, almost a full year, not a full year yet, right? But you've been here in offseason now. What did you do the time that you were hurt? What did you do the time you weren't in there? You're yeah. still struggling with these concepts. But can we single out Claypool on this? When I see literally every play, something where I'm like, what the heck is that? And my favorite thing is... That everyone sees. It's not just. It's not just the breeze. It's not just ESPN. It's not just Bleach Report. It's not just uh, the Athletic. Like everybody is literally doing the same thing. What the heck is going on with this system? And that goes back to the leadership, 
what they're teaching these guys, what they're putting in place for these guys. Because I can tell you this, I've been at practice. Luke Getze gets after his guys when they're not lining up right or when they're not hustling. He is screaming it at the top of his lungs. He is not sitting here like, so it's not like he's not at practice, not going, oh yeah, he lined up in the wrong spot. That's okay. I don't think people understand the gravity of if what we're seeing is actually true. Here's what I mean by that. We see that this looks bad, but generally speaking, it's like one person, maybe two, you could sit there and say, this player and maybe this OC just didn't get it together. And then maybe yeah. we got to make some changes, either to be the player or the OC, right? And normally, you know, you patch it up, you things look marginally better, you move forward, i.e. you look at the Broncos. They're still losing, but they look better on the field. They look better, yeah. they put up more points. They look better. Um, <laughs> whatever, for whatever, like, they look a little better. Hey, I ain't they saying putting up more points. What, what, what we said yesterday, <laughs> you got garbage, and then you got refuse. Yeah. <laughs> Russ was garbage last season. He looked better now. And he started to cook a little more. He's starting to look, Russ is starting to cook a little bit. They letting Russ cook. Anyway, that's the different argument. But when you feel like your OC, your players, or player, QB, your head coach, and now you even question your GM, from top to bottom, you're like, man, that's a whole organization. Like, I know we say the organization don't know how to do this, but we're really just saying that, you know, hyperbole a little bit because it's like yeah. really it's like one or two people you got to fix. But no, it might actually be the whole organization at some point. And if it boils down to that, you know how sad that would be that the first time we actually get a real organization is trash. Do you know the chances of the first time you actually put together a whole organization top to bottom the way it should in the modern NFL and it being trash? You know how how extremely good at sucking you have to be? Pause. Like, like, like you have to be so trash. You have to be so trash to get yep. that right. To be just, just like, whatever, Pat. <laughs> You have to be so trash at that. Like, it's actually impressive. It's yeah. actually an impressive feat that be that trash. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> like, no, I get you, man. It's 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 one of those things where it's like you're there's no answer right now, and it doesn't seem like an answer is around the corner, right? And you need an answer, right? Like it's not like you need an answer a month from now, you need an answer this wow. week. <laughs> you need an answer when practice starts on Wednesday. You need answers now. And, and you know, I, I I have my concerns and my issues with Claypool. I have, right, like I, the effort is my the biggest issue of all, right? Because at the end of the day, if, if you don't know something, you can try hard. Like, I can sit there and be like, man, I have no idea what I'm doing with this. And hey, I can hey, absolutely go to work. But we, we've both been on construction sites. When you didn't know what to do. You just try to look busy, <laughs> right? So, Bro, like, but we've all been. If you work construction, you know what I'm talking about. It's like, but it's one of them joints do? where. But you got look one of busy. Yeah, but you got one of two. But even that, right? You got one or two options. No matter what, I ain't gonna lie to you. As a receiver, if 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 Chase had committed to something, right? Like even if he thought that play was a run play, that means you know you got to block something. Right, because you're not getting the football. You know you got to block somebody. Depends on where, what which direction the run is going, right? <laughs> now, was it right going his way? But here's the thing. Hey, look. Hey, look. But here's the thing. If you don't know which way the run is coming, what you gonna do? <laughs> I'm not gonna stand out there and do nothing. I'm gonna. Oh, I'm about to hit this mug in the mouth. I'm not taking that play off if I'm unsure. Yeah. And I and I think that we saw too much of right. Like game one felt like one there was a lack of effort, but two underpreparedness from the entire team. But Chase Claypool is the one that has stood out the most on. And I'm going to be honest with you, Cole Komet better thank his lucky stars that Chase Claypool has looked so bad to start this season because he's been god-awful. He's been a terrible blocker. Now, I think the scheme also puts him in some positions where he is in a bad spot. But he catching strays already. He was doing decent the first game. Who? He was Cole Komet was horrible in that first game again very same effort as as uh, uh chase claypool blocking the football not bringing in the football when he needs to catch it yeah i mean even in game two right like he's got to get that ball into his body he's trying to be cute and get the feet in like a receiver got a toe yeah. tap it show the tips nah bro you're a tight end you better cut that mug in there like there's too many times there's too many pieces on this team that we can look at and go what the heck are you doing what the heck are you doing 
what the heck are you doing? <laughs> and no, it's just you are absolutely right. It, it's it's it, and listen, it goes all the way to the quarterback. It goes all the way to the quarterback. And in those moments where Justin knows what he what he's seeing, one second, boom, drop back. Got it. Those moments where it's like, I gotta wait for this to develop. I don't know if this is gonna develop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It developed. Dang it, I missed it. Right? The, the window is that. You got to let it go. I can't go for that. Oh, it's no too many way. of those times in the, early in the season. And that's why I look at my leadership and I'm saying, okay, something y'all are saying to this kid. Because even if Justin was as bad as he was last season, we could live with that because he'd be putting up 100 rushing yards a game and he's probably keeping you in the game somehow. Like, not only did you... Has he not developed as a passer? You also basically would like stop using them legs. We don't, we don't want to see that anymore. No I do want to know at what point do we start questioning? Because this is this is the one thing I do remember. A lot of people on Twitter in our lives in the comments. I remember who you are. They call me Petty for a reason. Uh, I remember a lot of you all talking about something. They got somebody in. He's working on his mechanics. This, that, and the other. And now we're like, oh, it doesn't work. That, I just have Luke. to ask you all this. <laughs> I have to ask you all this. Is it quite possible that he just didn't practice it the way he should have? Because I know they changed it, but we were all in agreement that something needed to change for his from his throwing motion and everything like that. So they changed it. They did what no they because to do. because I think that um, we would see more of an attention to his footwork in camp if they didn't think that that's the footwork they wanted to see him on. But when do you correct that? And like for everyone sees it slow. The world agrees it's slow. The world agrees that it ain't, it ain't, it, something ain't right with it. But at what point, and this is a coaching thing, it's not adjusting, it's, it's, it's a both, it's both actually, but it's more on coaching. At what point do you sit there and say, hey, dog, that's too slow? Hey, dog, you need to fix that. Like he had reps before he got in the game where you saw that mechanic. Am I wrong? Like, am I wrong to sit there and say that the way that he's dropping back now is the same way he's dropping back in practice? You know what I realistically want to see? And I know that people are going to say, well, he can't do this because he's not that guy. I want to see how Aaron Rodgers dropped back when he was on the Packers. I haven't looked at that. Because if that's what Aaron did, that's just how they teach it in that system. I don't know. I'm not saying that one way or the other. I haven't looked at Aaron's drop back. I haven't. But like, that's a I, quick Google. That's a quick YouTube. I, I, I can't. I can't sit here and I like. I don't know if that's just how they teach. It. I don't know what the answer is for that. <laughs> but I'm. But I'm. But seriously, I'm asking. Was there no opportunity to see that that's a problem before we got to week one, and even after week one, how can we haven't addressed it by I, week I, two? I, I, because I at think... this point, we're talking about some. Hey, dog, you need to. If the footwork is there, or if the if whatever is there. You need to execute it faster. It don't look like he's executed fast. It almost looked like he's taking a pro hop back. If anybody play basketball, it you know, does. he's taking a pro hop back and just sitting and waiting. I'm like, okay, that's different. Um, am I wrong? Like, just help me appreciate that. I just, I, I, I think that's how they want him to do it. If it wasn't, that would be something that would be a focus, right? We didn't leave the, we didn't lead a game, and they were like, you know, I, I didn't see Justin's foot. You know, we got to work on the footwork, and we got to work on this, and we got to like. Bro, the funny Aaron, thing is Aaron Rodgers been in the league so long. Like they got that. years of his football. Bro, I, I I just I just looked at no, I'm but I'm talking about like last year. It's right? different. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about last year. It looks like that. So to me, this is just how they're teaching this, right? Like, oh, go look at Aaron Rodgers, bro. You looking at from this year or last year? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers last year. I'm looking at his drop back. It's that same lazy step. That same lazy one, step. two, one, two. It's just how they teach it in this system. That's now I get it, right? Everybody's gonna go, oh, well, he's not Aaron Rodgers, so you can't do this. Is the coach that he has, though. You know what I mean? Like, this is oh, the coach that he has God. comes from the Packers system. So you're going to see him try to do things similar to what we see from Aaron Rodgers. That's what it looks like. This And and this is just me looking this up on the fly right now. Like, Hey, he's not lying, y'all. I, I, I'm pretty really, sure really we're looking similar. at two different videos. But 
And so Roger snap drop back looks just like Justin Fields. And so it's one of those things where you have to just write. Do you have the right coaches? Of course, that there is uh, there is uh, uh, um, the the aspect where when you have one of the greatest all time versus a young fella that's trying to get get himself uh, um, invested as a passer in this league. But you know what? Like the concepts look different. Looks like guys are lined up in the right spot. Looks like you can make things easier for Aaron to drop back. And Aaron has a better offensive line, realistically. Aaron also has a better arm and accuracy. I mean, Aaron is one of the most accurate QBs in NFL history. It's it's that's yeah, no, for sure. You know, like, so that's what I'm saying. It's it's almost like we're talking about footwork here. Right. And yes, the footwork is important, but emotion and stuff like that. But realistically, right. Like if you're going to copy somebody's mechanics. I I, want to copy the best that there are. Yeah, no, I get you. But it's almost like. uh, I got to look at more people's dropbacks to even make this statement, but it's like realistically. I, I use a basketball reference. Not everybody can do Kareem shot. No, a hundred percent. Like so, just because he's worked for Aaron, that don't mean that this has to. This should be. But working. I think I think you the know part what I'm that, I think the part that people also forget. No, the only thing that to me with a scheme that I, the scheme that I dislike so far is how people are. To me, your receivers aren't running hard. Guys are out of position. All of that, bro. That's the part that irritates me the most. But if you can. If you guys remember when Aaron Rodgers' first year in this system, Aaron Rodgers had a down year for Aaron Rodgers' standards. Yep, he did. So there's a part where you have to get yourself back into, okay, this is where we are. This is how we get. It's just the question mark of where, how long is that team? That goes back to the first, uh, how long is that coach going to have to implement that, right? You did all you of this. Really with the look footwork. at these plays. Aaron Rodgers has some, a lot of people in the same areas. <laughs> like, hey, what is happening right now? It's Aaron Rodgers, bro. That's the difference. The difference is Aaron Rodgers, and I, I'm, I'm, I, I hey, haven't bro, dived so deep. Bad. I that's haven't the- dived deep enough into this for me to sit here and say verbatim right that that's exactly what this is. But watching JT O'Sullivan and how he absolutely attacks everything with the footwork and how slow it is. I would love to see him break this down because hey, it no, looks for, very similar to for, me. For real, for real. Most of you all are watching on your phones or whatever, what have you. So I don't want you to leave this channel. Right. But if once you get, once we done, just go and look up Aaron Rodgers drop back Tell you. and just watch it and then go look at some of the plays he's executing. And just tell me how similar they look to some of the stuff that we've been seeing. It's just a simple fact that, I mean, it's and this is not a diss at Justin. You're expecting a, a young QB to simulate something that may have only worked for one QB. And he's on some people's Mount Rushmore. That's not fair. That's not fair at any by any stretch of the imagination. So it's not a dig at him. But it's just like, no, Aaron Rodgers ain't, ain't – I mean, he's not that mobile of a QB, so I'm pretty sure this Aaron little back or whatever you got going on. Aaron Rodgers is pretty mobile. Like, listen, the Bears have blitzed Aaron Rodgers his entire time there. Most teams try to blitz. That dude was elusive. I wouldn't say that he was very mobile. Hey, bro, know? listen. What, what what's the difference between elusive and mobile? The guy I mean, got it's away. hard for me to bring you down. <laughs> the guy but you got away. You know what I mean? With these legs. That's this guy <laughs> got away, man. That's all I'm saying. Hey, man, let's move on from here because there's there's so much to break down with this offense. We got a long week to go. Tomorrow is uh, but tomorrow is is turn the page day to to Kansas City and realistically. I don't know if that's going to make us feel any better. Uh, you know what I mean? I just, I just don't. So I oh, want to talk oh, wait, about wait, something. Wait, wait, wait. I have a Bears win. You got a Bears win versus Casey? You want to know why? Matt I, Nagy. Said that, I said that Casey was going to have a down year. I said that they were due for a bad year. And they are. Even Brady's gone through it. Is they're due for a bad year? Yeah, they got to figure some stuff out, and I'm expecting I'm expecting Patrick Mahomes to win more Super Bowls. I don't think he got a snowball's chance this season. That's all I'm saying. Ooh, he did say they was gonna have a down year. He's not capping on that. I'm not. I definitely said that he. I don't know if I agree with him. They they not gonna do it this year. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with you on that one, but hey, it is what it is. Uh, hey man, maybe I hope so. Right, all of a sudden, very conversations are very different. 
Uh, here's a conversation I do want to get to, though, uh, that I think that um, maybe makes Bears fans feel a little bit better. Chicago Bears have a lot of people, 16 people to be exact, who are up for the Hall of Fame. And Devin Hester, I believe, is number one on that list in most Chicago fans' hearts. Devin Hester is the guy that I think a lot of Chicago fans believe will go out there and finally get in, should have been in maybe last season in some people's minds. Year one, I didn't believe he should have got in. I know, taboo, right? Kick returner. Look, I love it, but at the end of the day, he was a dude that couldn't play a regular position, but he was great at a kick returner. But year two, he should have got in. Yeah, year three, sure. if he doesn't get in at that point, is hate. Will this be the year that Devin Hester gets into the Hall of Fame? I think out of everyone on the list, he's the most worthy just from an accomplishment standpoint. He's a, I mean, being a standout at his role, I would say, yeah. And I'm looking at the list, and I'm not saying that these weren't, these aren't great players here. Don't get me wrong. But I think very few of them have the same impact as Devin Hester. And for the rally cry behind him not being in the Hall of Fame, being as loud as it is, him not getting in on this third time would be egregious, as opposed to some of these other people on the list. That's just my thoughts. It's not to say he's technically better. I just think that his res, like you say, he should have been there, stuff like that. There's no one on this list I think is more deserving than him if he doesn't. I would be really, I would be perplexed if he didn't get in. The list of the 16 nominees of the modern era that are uh, up for uh, going in right now. You got Olin Krutz, Lance Briggs, Peanut Tillman, Brandon Marshall, Doug Flutie, Thomas Jones, Glenn Milburn, uh, Moussin Muhammad, Ruben Brown, Josh Sitton, uh, Julius Peppers, who I don't know. Can we claim Julius Peppers? Can we, I was about to ask you that. Like, can that, we right? claim Julius Peppers? I don't know if we can claim him on that one. I mean, he played here for a while. Jared Allen also uh, can't claim. I don't think we can claim Jared Allen either. Um, uh, um, Brandon Anya, but An- I never could say this man last name. Anya Badejo and Brad Maynard, the punter. Uh, the punter will not get it. If the puncher gets ever. in, but the punt returner doesn't. That's, that's <laughs> um, Brad Maynard will never get in. I will guarantee you that. Um, but I, I just I just believe that uh, this is the year Devin will get in. I think Mongo and uh, Virginia are also shoe-ins to get in because they want to see their mugs uh, go in. Steve-O, I, see, I, I did see that. We, we will have that conversation as well because it goes back to the coaching staff. I'm just trying to lift people's spirits here before I absolutely crush them on this last topic here. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think that this is the year that Devin Hester has to get in. Um, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I don't mind putting it off because as somebody who's been to Canton, I don't need to go. And I feel like as a, as a, a host of the Chicago Bears podcast and a host on the Chicago Bears post-post game show, right, if Devin Hester get in, they're going to probably have the Hall of Fame game there for the Chicago Bears. Mongo probably is going to get in. Uh, Virginia is going to get in. That means that we have to go, and I don't want to go. I, I'm not I'm not looking to go kick it in Ohio for – for. Uh... I was about to ask a wild question, but he technically – it's not technically he is, but – what is the what is the threshold for Hall of Fame? In a lot of people's minds, it's greatest at whatever you do. He was so the greatest Pro Bowl kick returner. Greatest, huh? Does does Pro Bowl appearances make you the greatest? Now I would say no because I don't know if they count Pro Bowl appearances if you don't accept them. Because realistically, right, there's a ton of pro bowlers that never go because they're like, I don't want to go to the Pro Bowl. I like all it, pro to me is is more is better, of right? the stat that I would look at. Because, I mean, you look at Devin Hester's numbers, right? 19 total returns for touchdown, 14 punts, five kicks, uh, one missed field goal return for touchdown. He ranks first in punt return touchdowns, non-offensive scores at the time of his retirement. He ranked first, I should say, at the time of his retirement. I believe Cordell Patterson is the record now, if I'm not mistaken, for punt returns. Uh, four Pro Bowl appearances, three first-team All-Pro nominations. My I, I, The reason I ask this question is because Devin Hester was All-Pro. He has several All-Pro selections. Yeah. 
he has nearly double what Brandon Marshall has. Brandon Marshall only has one. Well, he has way more than Brandon Marshall if, I, if he only has one. Um, I think B Marsh may have two though. Let me let me double check though. Um, but is B Marsh? No, he only has one All Pro. Uh, is B Marsh a Hall of Fame receiver? No. Brandon Marshall was amazing. Um, but when when you never made the playoffs, never make the playoffs, which is um, which is weird because it's not on him. It's not on him. It's not on him. But he was an elite receiver. He was a dominant receiver. Um, I mean, what? One, but I, two, three. I think four, realistically, five, six, right? Seven. He was never the best receiver in the NFL. Was he top five? Maybe top ten. He definitely was top five at one point. You know what I mean? Like he's he's an elite receiver. I'm not saying he's not, but I just don't know if he if he gets in just for being an elite receiver during the regular season. Now, there's a lot of receivers that may end up getting in that you didn't see a ton of playoff time for them, right? Like Andre Johnson, realistically, probably will end up getting into the Hall of Fame. But, right, he's kind of in that same scenario of like, man, that team was trash, but he was so, so good. Yeah, I think uh, that's the, the one thing I've always been confused about with football is what constitutes a Hall of Fame player. Especially because it's such a team-oriented thing. Obviously, there's individual stats that you can't ignore, but there's think, some people who made the hall. I'd be like, I can see it, but he would he wow. would have to be so elite as a player in the regular season. Like he would have it would have to be like people are clamoring for you to get off of your team because you're so good. Uh, now I'm I'm be honest. Now B Marsh does have the record for most receptions in a game. He's got he broke To's record. But T.O. got all the rest of them. And T.O. But I mean, if you're in that type of company, then shouldn't you like that's what that's why I asked the question, like, what's the threshold? I know because you got to consider when he played the numbers he put up and things of that nature. He played in a league that was still somewhat defensively dominated and oriented and yeah. very run like it, he he his career ended right when the league took off to a more offensive minded game. If I'm not mistaken, right. Correct me if I'm wrong. So now his numbers, you'd be like, well, you expect him to do that. But then, and when he started, it was more along the lines of, yeah, he's one of the best. Nah. Of the best. He may not be Ocho Cinco. He may not be T.O. Nah, those are outliers. I mean, they, listen, like, T.O. was considered amongst I can, Randy Moss I can, them. Like, I mean, I can give tears, you, I can give you, know? you Moss. I can give you Keyshawn Johnson. I can give you, I can give you a bunch of wide receivers to put up amazing numbers, even in the areas that they were in. Like, I, I don't think that, that, that he gets that break. And he played enough in the modern era where, you know, he had to do, I, I, I love B Marsh. I think, I mean, he was elite, but Hall of very good for me, not Hall of Fame. And I, the reason I also asked that because he played nearly 40 games more than B Marsh. And he has, which I mean, he has nearly 3,000 plus yards more than B Marsh, but he played yeah. 40 games more than B Marsh, which yeah. means that for a, a minute, B Marsh was, you know, neck and neck with him for a minute, just from an outward production yards and stuff like that. So, like, again, this is just me being inquisitive and trying to understand that part because I've always been fuzzy on that. <laughs> Heck, I'm 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 a huge y'all know I'm I'm I, his numbers are crazy. Though. I still I don't know what qualifies to make basketball Hall of Fame because yeah, we got does. everybody named Mama making that. Nobody hey, does. Hey Pat, we <laughs> might make that. We ain't never played professional. Hey bro, we got a high school thing. Um, oh <laughs> B Marsh twelve hundred. He's only got twelve hundred yards. It's the, that is impressive, but twelve hundred yards. But he only got fits. It got fifteen thousand nine hundred. I mean twelve thousand. That's what I meant. To's got fifty. Yeah, B Marsh, he's got numbers, bro. I'm not gonna act like he don't. B Marsh got numbers and T.O. 83 has, touchdowns. So, like the production that T.O. has over him is due to the fact that he played more games than him. I mean, he also could last longer. Like B Marsh had injuries that took him away. But T.O. also got, I mean, bro, T.O. got 153 touchdowns. Yeah, no, nah, we not even. Oh, he has double the, the touchdowns. We're not sure. even on the same level here, bro. Like, he I, was like I was like, I know he got a lot more, but yeah, no, nah, yeah, no. Nah. He, he not, for those he, in the chat, I, I know T.O. is better. T.O. Yeah. is definitely on my my top five. Yeah, he's on my top five receivers list. Or right outside of T.O. two. 
To is right outside my my, my top, but I'm just saying like To's too. B Marsh is to me. You got you got Jerry. You got To. I got Randy. I got Randy three. You got To over Randy? Yeah, hundred percent. Smoking. Hundred percent. Smoking. Oh God. Oh, that's a different video. Let's get to the next topic, dog. Yeah, let's finish it off with this, man. Uh, appreciate you How guys you for tuning in. That? Hit that. I mean, because I saw him. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what are I, we talking about? I watched them. Uh, hit that like button, subscribe to the page if you guys have not done so. I do want to finish it off with this because I think that this is a great way to talk about the coaching staff that we're seeing. Sam Mustafer was good yesterday. <laughs> or Sunday, I should say. Does Sam Mustafer's success say all we need to know about this coaching staff struggles? And yes, I saw... Um, uh, Olin Crude's beating his chest when when Sam Mustafer was talked about and when he was getting the praise. The only thing that I'll say to this is show me more than a game. There's a reason he was your backup and not your starter. He stepped in, played well, all of that. Show me more than a game. He does it another game, game three. We got to have some conversations. We got to have some real conversations because now you talk about guys. We just got to talk about guys leaving here and developing. Is this a real question? Sam Mustafer was terrible. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still holding it. Dog. I'm still holding it that way. Now, the, you know what? This is this is interesting. I'm gonna take you back just a little bit. You know what made me really start looking at it, and I've been looking at this, and I haven't completed this because I want to have a really intelligent conversation with you. But a lot of people who've left Chicago at some point developed i think this may just be one of those things where it just worked out and they probably hide his deficiencies i gotta watch that game um but there's also been a lot of people who left here who ain't like you mentioned you you mentioned uh before the season start all the people that left here who ain't on the team and stuff <laughs> half like of that. men on the team no more <laughs> it's a lot of people who <laughs> well, left more here than who, half of men on the team no more honestly so i mean at this point uh uh I have no remorse about letting Sam Mustafer go. Sam Mustafer was bad here. He was bad in his time here. He got plenty of opportunities, and he did not play well. But it does bring me to the question of, hey, guys, uh, are, we, are, we seeing, are we seeing another one of those moments where another guy leaves Chicago and, oh, my God, I can't believe we're doing this again. This guy's out here, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It's one game. Everybody saw everybody – saw, uh, Harbaugh go out there and give him praise and all of that, but I'm okay with that, right? Who was the who was the tight end that left here that went to Miami that was supposed to be like baby Gronk? And everybody was like, oh, Matt Nagy couldn't develop this guy when he was here. I can't believe it. Ooh. Adam Shaheen. Adam Shaheen. He caught a touchdown the second he got to Miami. I think he got one in the following game, and he never saw the football again. It was like Miami was like, hey, we still got to go out there and, and make this happen, bro. You know what I mean? So I'm not I'm not losing my mind at Musty having a game. I'm not losing my mind that I'm having a couple of games. If he if he plays well the rest of the year, then yeah, then I got some question marks. But you're not you're not getting me on this one. And, and, and Olin, on again? who Shaheen? No, Mustafa. He was on the Bears. No, what now? Oh, uh, Baltimore. They start and center went out and he had to come in. So basically, right, the conversation is, hey, I've got this good coaching staff. But and you also have one of the most mobile good. QBs in league history who. But Justin Fields was running just as much last season. And with, with Lamar Jackson is a better QB than Justin Fields. We know that. Um, and Lamar Jackson's done it multiple seasons. Look, Justin had one. It's not shade. It just is what it is. Lamar Jackson is a better QB right now. And he's, he's proven it. Um I don't know. Like, I'm not trying to kill Musty, but it's like, if there's anyone who can make you look good, especially from a protection aspect, it's the man who could be very elusive like him. So, I don't know. I think you, like you mentioned, let's just wait to the end of the season on that one. Because, I mean, Lamar Jackson has his own deficiency. He holds the ball too long. He takes bad sacks and stuff like that. Hey, so, but you said it yesterday, man. Lamar Jackson throwing dots. He throwing dots. I give him that. But like, let's 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 also like hey, take look that with a grain of salt. Because I, I, I mean, if you the, talk I, about mobile QBs, Lamar Jackson, the first person you think of. So I, I'm like, I think, I think that's the thing too, though. He finally got a weapon now. <laughs> and that mother let that ball go. It fly. 
in my life. Hey, it looked like it hurt. Hey, bro. It looked like if you caught that with pads on, it would hurt. Hey, bro, he let that ball go so light, bro. And I'm talking about it flies, bro. I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it, man. But hey, man, we appreciate you guys for tuning in and showing love. We got to get up out of here. There's another edition. We'll be back tomorrow. Turning the page on week two, opening up the book on week three, because we'll have our first practice of the week tomorrow. Get our first injury report. So we'll be looking into all of that. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. Appreciate you guys for showing love. As always, it's your boy, Pat, the designer, back at it again. Joined by the pettiest man alive, Mr. P-Kid. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. One love. Bear down. Please, God. Peace. <laughs>